to lead us and guide us to where to who to give them to, where to put them, where to leave them, so that you'll draw people by your spirit and get them saved. You'll miss hell and make heaven. And we're just so grateful uh, that you use us. So use us to, to, to get these tracks into the hands of the people that we're supposed to get them into this week. So we thank you for it. And as your word goes forth here, we trust it will affect us all in a profound way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may receive the tithes and the offerings. And uh, so, of course, you know this weekend is a time to remember those who have given their lives in military service, you know. And, but also this weekend, a lot of picnics go on and food goes on. And how, how many likes food at picnics? You like food at picnics? How many likes food at picnics besides me? Does anybody ever eat corn on the cob? Corn on the cob. Now, now, you know, corn on the cob, my, my uncle, years ago, he, uh, he was a farmer, and he'd bring sweet corn. Does anybody know what sweet corn is now? Now, that stuff was better than snicker bars. And, I mean, that, I mean, you didn't need to put anything on that. But now some of the, I mean, that was good. He'd bring those out. We, we'd eat them cold, just, you know, without even boiling them. I mean, that was just like eating candy. But then Diane in present days, you know, um, you know, she'll go to Deerberg's or whatever and buy that yellow corn, and it's good, but it doesn't taste like that sweet corn. It's good, but uh, she'll boil it in, in the water or however it is she makes it. And, and um, you know, what I do then is I, 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 I used to soak it in butter, but I can't really do that anymore because it puts weight on me. But whether I put it on, put butter on it or not, I always... What is that? I always put salt on it. I always put salt on it. You know, salt can make bland food taste better, can it? Is that right? It can make something that otherwise doesn't taste too good taste good. And how many of you, you put salt on some of your food? Anybody do that besides me? And I know that sometimes it's, you know, it can make blood pressure go up, I guess, and there's some bad sides to it. But I don't want to talk about the bad sides today. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the good side. So I salt things down. How, again, who, who does that besides me? You salt? Okay. Well, you know, the Bible has some things to say about salt. And we've been studying the book of Colossians on Wednesday nights. I want you to go to Colossians 4, verse 6. Colossians 4, verse 6. And uh, in, in the New King James Version, it says it this way. Let your speech always be with grace. So that's good. Let your speech, what, what you, your words that come out of your mouth, always be with grace. And notice, what does it say next? Seasoned with salt. Seasoned with salt. That you may know how to, how you ought to answer each one. So our words should be full of grace, but they should also be seasoned with what? With salt. Seasoned with salt. I think that's a good title for today's message. Don't you? Seasoned with salt. Now, look, if you would, at Matthew 5.13. Matthew 5.13. We'll read this in the New Living Translation. And it'll be on the screen. Jesus said something about salt as it pertains to you and me. We just saw that our words need to be seasoned with salt. But 
Jesus said in Matthew 5.13, you, talking to believers now, you are the salt of the earth. Wow, so we're salt. Interesting. And then he goes on and he says, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless, you know, if it's, if it's not salty, if it's gone flat. You ever tasted salt that's gone flat? It's like a, if you ever had a, a soda, how many's ever had a soda, uh, you know, in a can and you pop it and, and you start to drink it and it, ugh. Or here's another way, you open it. How many of you know when you open soda, if you shake it a little bit, you open it, what ought to happen? Right, but if it's flat, you can shake it and you turn it, you know, and nothing happens. There's some church members we had years ago, lovely people, just love, the loveliest people in the world. And uh, they bought some Diet Coke because, you, you know, I like to drink Diet Coke. And they had bought Diet Coke and they had it stored probably for maybe five or six years in their basement because, you know, nobody ever drank it. But when they found out that I like Diet Coke, well, this was a good chance to, you know, use this Diet Coke up. So every time I'd go to their house, they'd always be sure they gave me a couple of cans of Diet Coke, you know. And, and I didn't realize it at first, so when I popped that first one, it, you know, and they're just so happy that they're blessed me with this Diet Coke, you know. And so whenever we'd go over there, they'd want to give me Diet Coke, and I'd always try to avoid it. But they're just wonderful people. They didn't know, and I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But, uh, but that's what, you know, so have you ever drank flat soda? Well, that's like salt. Salt can lose its, its saltiness, and it's flat. You know what I mean? And so we'll, we'll say a little bit more about that in a moment. But, but notice here, what did Jesus say you and I are? We are the what? Salt of the earth. You know, it's interesting. Before I say some more about that, I think you'll find this interesting. Salt is composed of sodium and chlorine. Salt is composed of sodium and chlorine. Sodium is a solid chemical that comes from the earth or comes out of the ground. And chlorine is a gas chemical that comes from the air. And when sodium and chlorine meet, a new substance is created called sodium chloride or salt. And it's interesting Our bodies were taken out of the ground, so we could think of our bodies as sodium. And when we we receive Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. He would be like the chlorine. And so when our bodies, who'd be like the sodium, get mixed with the Holy Spirit, who'd be the chlorine, we become like sodium Chloride, and if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, right? So we're the salt of the earth. Did you get that? Isn't that, it's pretty cool, isn't it? So you didn't know you'd get a chemistry lesson here today. But think about that. Think about that. Isn't that cool? We're taken out of the ground. You know, our bodies are. And when the, it's like sodium and the, the, the gas, you know, the Holy Spirit, Spirit, when he comes to live inside of us, we become salt. Isn't that cool? Now, notice if you would, in Mark 9.50, Mark chapter 9, verse 50, Jesus said this, again, New Living Translation. So remember, we are the salt of the earth. Our speech is supposed to be seasoned with salt. But notice here, 
Jesus says in Mark 9.50, salt is good for what? For seasoning, right? Kind of like putting it on corn on the cob or I always put it on my mashed potatoes, you know. And, and, and usually when my mashed potatoes are in front of me, I go for the salt shaker to put the salt on. And Diane says, hold it, hold it, it's already full of salt. But you know what? I like to put more salt on. I like things really salty, you know. Salt is good for what? For seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? So we'll talk more about that here in a minute. But notice here, you must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. So we've seen that our words need to be seasoned with salt, that we are the salt of the earth. And he says that we should have the qualities of salt among us. So I want to just mention five qualities of salt here today. Okay, now there's probably many more than that, but just five things. First of all, salt is used for seasoning. Jesus just said that salt is good for seasoning. And as I've said already, it makes bland food taste better. But, you know, we could say it this way. Salt makes the unattractive attractive. Do you know that the devil paints Christianity and going to church as dull and boring. Is that right? The devil tries to paint service for God. You know, going to church, being involved in church, living for God. The devil paints that as unattractive, as dull and boring. And who in the world would ever want to do that? Is, is that right? But you know what? We as believers, we need to be salty. We need to be salty in our words and salty in our actions. And to a lost and a dying world out there and the devil is making service to God as, as unattractive. We need to be salty with our words and actions and make Christianity attractive. Can, can you say amen? amen? Did you know that the Bible says that without a word we can win people to the Lord with just our conduct? Did you know that? You know one of the worst things you can do a lot of times is start preaching Jesus to people? When you should first start acting like a Christian. And did you know that can go a lot further than a lot of preachy filled words? Our actions and our words should be seasoned with salt. Because the devil makes service to God look unattractive. But we, as the salt of the earth, should make living for God very attractive to those who don't know the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but my words haven't always been seasoned with salt like they should over the years. And, you know, there may have been times over the many years where even before we started this church and whatnot, that maybe I've said things like, Oh, tomorrow we've got to go to church again. And we've got to go in the morning and in that church where we went, well, we've got to go in the evening. And, well, we, and then we've got to go midweek. And, and, oh, well, on Sunday we barely get home and we've got to turn around and go back again. Up, oh, get out the salt shaker and need to... Ah, hey, you know what? 
Glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to go to the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we not only get to go Sunday morning, but we get to go Sunday night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody might get healed. Somebody might get saved. Somebody might get filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Woo! Midweek. I can't wait for Wednesday to come. We're going to get to go to church. Glory to God and hear the Word of God and it's going to set us free. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. See, all I needed was a little what? Yeah. There's been times over the years where I've gotten out of the car walking over to the building. And don't look at me like that because I've watched some of you once in a while over the years. What do we need? We need a little... Whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go into the house of God. Things, Good things are going to happen. Amen? All we need is a little what? It'll put a skip in your step and a glide in your stride. Amen? Well, sure. All I needed was a little salt. Right? Hey, you know what else salt is good for? It's good for seasoning. But you know, it's also used as a de-icer. Think about that. A de-icer. We use it all the time. In, well, not all the time, but a lot of the time in the winter, you know, when the ice, uh, sidewalks get icy, you know, and, and Dale or Brian will be up here, or somebody will be up here putting the salt out on the sidewalks, or they use it on the highways and whatnot. How many of you are glad for the salt? You put it on your driveway so you don't slip and fall. So what does salt do? It melts ice. We run into a lot of people with cold hearts. Hearts that are cold for various reasons. Who knows why people's hearts are cold? Bad things happen to people. I can't explain it all. But have you ever run into people with cold hearts? They're just, just icy and cold. But you know what? With grace-filled, salty words. What do I mean salty words? Full of the Word of God that's grace-filled and salt-filled. You know, you know salty? We can use, let the Holy Spirit use us to speak words and, and, and our actions can be such that the Holy Spirit can use our words and actions to penetrate the coldest of hearts and melt those hearts. It's good, isn't it? I think one of the coldest hearts ever was Saul of Tarsus. You remember him? But he ran into a man named Stephen and he heard Stephen preach. And you ought to go read that sometime if you haven't where Stephen preached over there in the book of Acts. And it was grace-filled but salty words. You know, when Stephen was preaching, it was full of grace. But there was some salty stuff in there too. Seasoned it up. They killed Stephen for his salty words. And Paul, Saul, was holding the coats while they killed him. But you know what? Those salty words and actions of Stephen affected Saul of Tarsus to the point that when Jesus appeared to him, I believe those salty words and actions of Stephen got that cold, de-iced, de-iced that 
cold heart of Saul. And when Jesus appeared to him, he got saved. Isn't that wonderful? You know, like on a plane when the wings ice up. You know, there's a lot of people, their wings are iced up. Can't fly, can't go. But you know, all they need is a little salt. And and we're the salt of the earth. God can use us to melt cold hearts, to melt frozen wings on people that otherwise aren't flying anywhere. Let God use you to de-ice people's hearts, to de-ice the wings so that they can be all that they need to be for God. What do you say? And then, right along on those same lines, salt is used as a water softener. You know, hard water... Can, you know what hard water is? There's hard water and soft water. Hard water has a lot of chemicals in it, you know. And, and sometimes that, you know, like well water, that can be good for you, you know, and all of that. It, and I grew up with well water, and it can be good for you. I love the well water, but, you know, it can re- really be hard on appliances. It can cause appliances to what I would call rust, especially hot water heaters. You know, that well water I grew up with, we had an electric hot water heater and sometimes the water coming out of the shower would get lukewarm and even cold and we'd check into it and the, the, the elements on the hot water heater, then those hot water heaters would wear out really quick with that well water because you'd pull that element out and it had a bunch of white stuff on it, you know, just like not rust, but just corrosion, you know, calcium, is that it, deposits. And you know the thing I really just hated was that hard water would cause the shower head to get uns- to get stopped. And so you know you'd, you usually have you have about twenty things coming at you out of the shower, but that, that those calcium deposits, I guess that's what it called. You instead of having twenty things hitting you, you'd have maybe six or seven things coming out. So you'd kind of have to move around in the shower to have it hit you. You know, how many knows what I'm talking about? And then you'd have, then we'd soak it in everything you could think of to soak it in vinegar and this and that. And you go to the hardware store and get stuff, but it never did get it out good. I mean, it got it out some, but then after a day or two, it was right back. We needed a water softener to soften that hard water, to take the chemicals out of it that needed to be taken out to make it soft. We run into a lot of people, not only with lukewarm and cold hearts, but their hearts are just downright hard. And like that shower head, things aren't flowing right for them. Have you ever run into people with not only hard hearts, but uh, cold hearts, but hard hearts? Or, you know what I mean? And they're stopped up and things aren't flowing right. But you know, if we'll have our actions and our words seasoned with salt, the salt of the Word of God, and we speak the truth in love, we can help those people not only get their wings de-iced and get their hearts de-iced, but we can get their shower head flowing right again, so to speak. Get them flowing as they should. Water softener uses salt to get chemicals out of the water. We can help people. We can let God use us as salt to help people get the lead out. Cool. Is that cool? Was that good? Some of us could use 
some of us could use a little to get the lead out. Amen? Hey, don't look at that. I'm going to start throwing it out there at you. Some of you people might be able, could use to get a little lead out. What do you say? Salt shakers up here. See, everybody likes it when I'm shaking it on myself, but when I start throwing it out there. Hey, I used to have water. You want me to throw the water on you? I wonder if this is hard water or soft water. I don't know. Probably soft. I assure you it's not cold. (laughs) You getting anything out of this today? Guess what else uh, salt is used for? Now, let's see. Are you learning anything? What was the first thing? You know, that is true. People love it as long as I'm... But when you start... <laughs> Here, you need a little salt, honey. No, you're salty already. Yeah. It won't hurt anybody. So what, is, what does it do? What's the first thing? It's... And then it's... Uh, and then it's a... And you know what else salt is used in? It's used in certain kinds of fire extinguishers. Salt can make the disagreeable agreeable, just like it can make... It's a good thing I don't have much hair up here, you know. Salt can make the disagreeable agreeable, just like it can make disagreeable food agreeable. It can make disagreeable things agreeable. I've come on situations where people were so disagreeable with one another. Have you ever come upon that kind of a thing? And people just mad as a wet hornet at one another. And they're not getting along and they're fussing and fighting. And rah, 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 and back and forth. Has anybody ever run into that besides me? Well, guess what? We're called to be the what? Salt of the earth and so we're supposed to be human fire extinguishers and we come on a situation we need to and people aren't getting along and they're fighting and fussing we need to let the holy ghost use us to get in there with our salt seasoned actions and our salt seasoned words speaking the truth in love and make disagreeable people agreeable The Bible says a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Did you know if two people are arguing, I can go in there and say the wrong things and make them hate one another even worse? Did you know that? How many knows that's true? You can say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person when they're angry and make it worse. But you know what? I've watched this over the years, and this is one thing the Holy Spirit's graced me with. I've already taken two people that were, ready to, were just about ready to kill each other. And you get them together and you sit down and you start talking and you let the Holy Ghost flow through, let him flow through me. And, and we've seen this, haven't we? And I don't even know how I do it. It's just something God's graced me with. And I just, I just depend on the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And I let the Word of God flow out of me. And I'll, I'll be able to through, you know, and facial expressions, you know. How many of you know facial expressions are a big deal? Uh, would you please put that over there? Put that over there. Now, I said the same thing, but two whole, totally different ways. Is that right? Did you get what I just said there? Put that over there. Would you please put that over there? 
Now, which one would you rather have, the first one or the second one? Yeah, that second one. That second one seasoned with salt. You said the same thing. You got the same probably, well, you probably got a better result with the second one, didn't you? But I've seen people that are just ready to, ready to kill each other and go after each other. And, and you just, over the many years, not even in church situations necessarily, but, but, you know, and you just, the Holy Spirit's flowed through me and I've been able to say the right thing at the right time with the right facial expression and the right gestures, all seasoned with salt. And by the time you get done, those two people that, you know, want to kill each other, well, they're all just happy with one another, and then they usually get turn on me. <laughs> so then I got to hit them with a little salt. Yeah. Oh, come on, folks! Aren't you going to laugh at anything? Well, aren't you? Have you ever gotten two people that were mad at each other? You got them happy with each other, and then they get mad at you. Have you ever had that? Okay. But what's the point here? Let God use us as salt. And when you come on a situation where people are being disagreeable. Maybe they're being disagreeable with you, whatever the case. Let the Holy Ghost move through you and let your actions and your words be seasoned with grace and with salt. And I tell you what, He can use you as a human fire extinguisher to put out fires that that need to be put out. We're supposed to be peacemakers, aren't we? And we do it with uh, being salty, by being salty. Okay. And then the last one, salt is used as a... How did you know that? How did you get my notes? I mean, how did you know I was doing that one last? Well, that's good. I like that. I like that. Did I, did I give the five points already? Boy, she got, I like that. Good. Wow, you guys are really flowing with the Holy Ghost here. I like that. That doesn't mean the rest of you aren't. I mean, that's really... We've got to loosen these people up. They, here. All right, look up here. I've got to salt you people up a little bit. Don't you think that's w- bizarre when the, somebody sitting in the auditorium tells me what my next point is? That's good, isn't it? You, it's the Holy Spirit. You people are geniuses. Well, at least two of you are. No. Come on, guys. We've got to have some fun around here. We've got to practice. Let's practice laughing. Ha, ha, ha. There you go. Okay. Okay, there you go. I've got to loosen you people up a little bit. I'm going to tell you a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? No, to get run over. I heard a real good one the other day. I don't remember jokes very well. I remember the Word of God. I can't... There was a really funny one I was going to tell you. I can't, anyway, so let's, let's review. You getting anything out of this today? Pretty good, isn't it? So what was the last point? It's a preservative. Salt keeps food from spoiling. Christians are a preservative in this world. We are the ones holding evil back. The Bible says in the book of uh, First or Second Thessalonians that the Antichrist cannot be released until the church is removed or raptured. We could go. I could turn to the scriptures. We could look them all up. We've looked them up many times over the years. But the Holy Spirit empowered church, us salty ones, 
We're, we're preserving this earth. We're holding the, the devil at back. We're holding darkness back. The Antichrist can't even be released until we're raptured out. Isn't that wonderful? We're preserving. We're salt. We need to understand that. But I want to close by saying this. One reason, maybe not the only reason, but one reason that the United States is in the deep moral decline it's in is because so many Christians have lost their saltiness. And like that soda I was talking about earlier, have gone flat. Did you ever think about that? Look at Luke 14, and we'll close here with verse 34. New Living Translation. Jesus said, salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the the what? Oh, for the manure pile. You all know what manure is, don't you? Jesus said it's thrown away. Anyone who hear, with ears to hear should listen and understand. Did you know that, that we're supposed to be the salt of the earth? But we could lose our flavor and become flat. And Jesus said we're not even good for the, basically, he says it's neither good for the soil or we're not even good for the manure pile. Now that's pretty blunt words. Now I didn't say that. Who said that? Now I don't want to be, I mean, I would like to think that I could at least do a manure pile some good. Now, if Joyce Meyer said that, they'd be laughing like crazy. But I say that, they just sit there and they look at me. Isn't that unbelievable? I'm going to try that again. You know, I, I'm going to try that again. You know what? I'd like, to, I'd like to do people some good. I wouldn't want to be so, so useless that I can't even do a manure pile any good. Thank you. You know, now, you know as well as I do, if Joyce Meyer said that, they'd be laughing in a convention center. I say that, people say... I wonder if there's some deep spiritual meaning behind that. You know, you know, I've been so serious for so long. These people don't. You know, I, you know, I had to go to a nut house one time to get. I shouldn't say that. I had to go to. A, can I say that? Can I tell them the story? I had to go. I had a fellow in a mental institution years and years ago. I call it the nut house. I shouldn't call it that. Mental institution. And I went in there years ago. And I went in there and I visited him. And I'm sitting there after about five minutes. I'm talking to him. Ten minutes maybe. He said. And I knew the man, but I'd never talked to him one-on-one. And he said, are you the same guy that preaches on Sunday morning? Now, we're sitting in a mental institution. I said, yeah. And he said, you're Pastor Terry, aren't you? I said, well, sure. He said, are you the same man that preaches in the pulpit there on Sunday morning? I said, well, sure, yes, I am. He said, well, the fellow that's sitting here talking to me now... I like him a whole lot better than that guy that shows up on the pulpit. 
So I had to go to a mental institution to get some great advice. You know what I had to learn, and I'm still learning it, because sometimes, because I was taught, you come up here and it's all serious, all serious business, and it should be. But you can have some fun, too. And sometimes when I divert off and have a little bit of fun, because I've been so serious for so long, people don't get it, you see. So I had to go to the mental institution to find out that I just need to be me. And that this guy liked me a whole lot better sitting there talking behind the scenes than, he, than me up here rumbling and going on, you know, see. Did you get it? So, so I, just, I just decided I just needed to be me. Amen. So when I go off and tell a funny, you need to loosen up a little bit. Let me, you know, come on. We can have a little bit of fun. You know what? We can have a lot of fun and we can get a lot of the word in all at the same time. What do you say? You okay? So I'm going to try this again. I would like to think that I was, you know, useful. I wouldn't want to be so unuseful that I wouldn't even do a manure pile any good. Third time you heard it. But here, listen, folks. Here's the thing. Now, think about it. Now, real serious. You would like to think you could do a manure pile some good, wouldn't you? But just think if you were so flat and so unsalty that you weren't even any good for the manure pile. That's, pretty, that's a pretty sad situation. And, and, and as serious as I can be now, I think there's a lot of Christians in this nation. And we all have to look in the mirror when I say this, we have to look at ourselves. And I want to ask you the question. Are you valuable to a manure pile? Amen. So he just said he's got some saltiness in him. But we need to be valuable. And I want all of us to be not only valuable to a manure pile. I want us to be valuable to the lost and the dying of this world. I want us to be valuable to the lost and the dying of this community. I want us to be valuable and useful to the lost and the dying that we come in contact with. I want us to be valuable and useful to people who have lost their way. People who once served God and they're not anymore. People that once went to church but they're not anymore. People that, that, that used to be stirred up and fired up but they're not anymore. Let, let, let's you and I be salty. Jesus said if the salt loses its flavor, who can make it salty again? Look, if the salt goes flat, I, I don't know how to make it salty again. But I tell you what, if you've gone flat or if I've gone flat, let me tell you this. We can do something about it. We can stir ourselves up. The Bible says we can do that. We can stir ourselves up. We can get into the Word of God. We could read and we can study. And if, if, there has, if we've lost our skip and our glide, get out that salt shaker of the Word. Here, watch this. Get out that salt shaker of the Word of God and hit yourself, like I said earlier. And, 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 and when it comes time to go to church, what are we going to say? I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord and let's put that skip in our step and that glide in our stride and let's stir ourselves up let's get on fire let's be so full of salt that we outdo the morton's salt lady you know on the sea you know what i'm saying glory to god and just be so full of fire and excitement and love and grace and mercy and the word of god praise god that we're just you know that people we're, that, that can be contagious and then we're just like a just like a human salt shaker praise god and we go somewhere and people's got a hard heart we 
you know what I'm saying? Out of our mouth, words out of our mouth, actions, you know, and that hard heart softens or they got a cold heart. We hit them with some of the word of God loving, lovingly, you know, and that, that cold heart melts and so on and so forth. They're fighting and arguing and going on. They're mad. A lot of them just heard this by the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people mad at the Lord. They shouldn't be mad at the Lord. He ain't ever done nothing wrong. Is that right? But somebody hurt them along the way and they got mad at God, you know, or maybe something bad happened and they got mad at God. So we go in there, you know, as a human fire extinguisher and we hit them with the salt of the Word of God in love. You know what I'm saying? And then they're not mad at God anymore. Can you say amen? So let's be salt. What do you say? So if you've lost your saltiness, then stir it up. Shake it up. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be nice if somebody lost their salty, if I could just pray for you and automatically you'd get salty again? Well, I can pray for you, but ultimately it's up to you whether or not you're going to be salty. Did you get anything out of this today? Well, stand with me if you would. Praise God. Stand with me. Bow your heads. Praise God. So if you are here today and you've lost your, your, your uh, saltiness, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like as I, look, as I look at a congregation, it's kind of like you looking at your plate of food. There's some things on your plate that might have plenty of salt in it, and it's already salty. Like Diane, she makes my mashed potatoes already got salt in it. Doesn't need any more salt. But other things need some salt. You know, so there's people here today, some are saltier than others. Some of you don't really need any salt, although we can all be saltier. But maybe some of you just kind of just kind of become bland in your walk with the Lord. I'm not putting you down. God sent me today with this simple message. Not not a deep, deep Well, you know what I shouldn't say? Actually, this is probably one of the deepest messages I've ever preached. Because this cuts right to the root of what we all need to look at in ourselves. See, I had the Holy Ghost correct me there. Well, it's kind of a a fun, lighthearted message. But the Holy Ghost just spoke to it. This is one of the deepest, most theological messages I've ever preached. Because it cuts right to the right to the root of where we all need to examine ourselves. Are we salty? Are we salty? Are we stirred up for Christ? Are we stirred up for God? If we are, great. Stir yourself up some more. But if not, if not, make that adjustment. Stir yourself up. You can make the difference. You'll enjoy, actually, you'll enjoy life more And you'll help a whole lot more people. So, Father, I pray for the people right now. People that maybe have become bland and they don't have that flavor for life anymore. They don't have that flavor that they used to have. I just pray that you would help them to stir themselves up and become salty again. In Jesus' name. Now, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you've never received him as your Savior, listen, you need to do that. You really, really do. So when we dismiss, there will be some men and women standing right up here. All you got to do is come up and say, hey, I want to know Jesus. Introduce me to Jesus. And they will. 
And you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and you're, he'll make your life worth living in the, in, the, in the meantime between now and the rapture, between now and the time you go to be with him. He'll make your life worth living. So if you need to receive him as your savior, if you just need prayer for whatever it might be, we've got men and women up here to pray with you. Maybe you need healing in your body, whatever it is. Maybe you just need somebody to talk to. That's, that's, what, that's what we're here for, just to love you. Okay? So if you need to take advantage of that, you do so when we dismiss. Thank you for coming today, everybody. I love you so. I trust you got something out of this. And go out there and be, be salty. Be that salt shaker. And go out there and put these things into practice. What do you say? All right, greet a couple of people and then you can go.